everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Chat. We are finally back after taking a week off, and we know that you were expecting Joshua from the Daytime Confidential podcast to be with us, but something came up last minute, but no worries, we'll have him on again soon. But for now, before we dive into everything, let's say hello to our co-host, Alan, how are you? Well, I'm not as good as Hope Logan is going to be fucked for three episodes straight. Good for her. <laughs> Who wouldn't love that? Uh, Rodrigo, how you doing? How you doing, Casey? I'm great. Mm-hmm, I bet you are. And great looking. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, Tiggs, how are you? I guess I'm doing as well as um Thomas Forrester's libido. <laughs> God. Finally getting laid after five years. I'm serious. Well, before we dive into all of the soapy stories that have been keeping everybody atten- um, everybody's attention, we need to kind of start things off on a bit of a sad note. Um, so we took a break. We decided that, you know what, let's have a little July 4th holiday rest. Uh, but over the course of that break, we lost three people. From our uh our genre nicholas coster whose biggest claim to fame was santa barbara he was also on another world and as the world turns uh twice he passed away uh he also won an emmy for his performance on the bay we also lost jeffrey carlson who was known to soap fans as zoe uh their transgender character of zoe looper previously zarf on all my children and we also lost andrea evans who passed away at the age of 66. Andrea was, of course, known for One Life to Live, Passions, The Young and the Restless, The Bold and the Beautiful, and The Bay as well. I mean, three giant losses in the span of like two and a half weeks. Um, Alan, let's go to you. These losses just kept popping up for our genre. What are your thoughts? It's really sad. I'm sure you're honestly at because she's had. She's one of those actors who go in multiple soaps and is good in all of them. I can't say, say that for every actor who's soap hop because you know that isn't the case for everyone. But she was good in every role. Yes, she definitely was. Rodrigo, what about you? What are your thoughts on these three losses? Mm, man, I, for every soap legend we lose in this genre, I just like, it really makes me sad. And I'm not like, joking around or anything like that it just you know reminds me I'm getting older and so is everybody else and the ones I grew up watching just you know dying like this it's like this has been a bad this has been a year of soap losses um and these last three especially Andrea Evans oh my god um you want to talk about childhood like Tina Lord was my childhood. Like, I remember in the 80s, my mom had one life to live on. Even though I never really paid attention to it, the soaps until I got a little bit older, but she was always on the screen. Like, you just were just gravitated towards her and like the shenanigans she was getting into. And like, you know, the good thing about what I loved about her character is it's like, yeah, Tina did a lot of foul ass shit. 
she paid for them and then she continued to do more pile of that shit. <laughs> but we were like, okay. We loved every part of her. And that's just Andrea, like Andrea Evans was just a genius when it came to that. She was a queen, the queen, like she was a queen of the, like, there was no one that's more popular than Tina, that Andrea Evans in the 80s. Like, and I'm not even exaggerating, like go back to the history of, you know, the impact she had, how iconic she was. Um, and the way she was able to come back from it, uh, especially having to leave one night to live on such a horrible note in her personal life and to come back strong as ever as Tawny on Bold and Beautiful, um, which was like one of the greatest comebacks in soap history because like we hadn't seen it under it in years and she just comes back playing Amber Moore's mother and just like, like she, Another great role, another iconic role for me is Tawny Moore. Um, and then she's going on to Passions and does that. And you realize like what a queen she was. Like she, it in full circle, coming back to one life, finishing that off. You just love to see it. I'm glad, you know, she's able to do that. And I, that one really hurt the most for me was Andrea Evans. like. And rest in peace to the other Jeffrey Carlson and Nicholas Coster as well. But yeah, that one really, Andrew really hurt the most for me. And then Tiggs, what are your thoughts? Um, they say it comes in threes and it certainly did in such a short amount of time. It does definitely come in threes. Like rest in peace to Nicholas Coster. Like, you know me, I didn't have this, the history with Santa Barbara like most did. But Whenever I did see him in anything else, consummate professional, always a thousand percent. Jeffrey Carlson, great actor. That's always off story with shit, but he did what he could with the material that was given. Um, yeah, Andrea Evans, like, she she knocked it out of the park with everything she did. Like, I, like I said on Twitter, like, Rebecca Hodgkiss and, and Tony Moore were pretty much the same character, just different tax brackets. But it, it was kind of one of those things where she just did it so well, it didn't feel like they were the same kid. And I was so happy to see her be Tina one last time because I heard so much about that damn Tina Lord and watching shit on YouTube. So it was so nice for her to be able to go back, like, you know, Rodrigo said, and finish One Life to Live Off and to revisit that character one last time. Her being Patty Williams, shout out. That's above my paper. That was way, way before my time. But I know she did great in that too. And the whole, you know, Betty Boop thing she had going on, like, there will never be another. And like Rodrigo said, the older we get and we're losing all these legends and just her and her and Jackie Zeman, just, I just, I, and it's only July. I am afraid of what's coming later this year. Knock on wood. Like, oh my God. Just uh, fuck cancer for real. Like, my God. Like, people can't just live off into their 80s, 90s no more. You get one goddamn SSI check, boom, you did Like, it's so fucked up, but just rest in peace to her and to Nicholas and Jeffrey and Lord, don't take nobody else, please. Please don't take nobody else, at least for the rest of this year. Now, January 1st, 2024. 
If you want to throw a bitch in front of a semi, whatever. But just don't tell nobody else for the rest of the Yeah, it was pretty crazy for me with all three of them. Like the Nicholas Coster thing, I just felt like came out of nowhere. Um, and I had saw it pretty like late in the day and I was just scrolling and scrolling and my heart broke. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, Nicholas. Wow. That what a legend. I mean, that is one of the lead like soap golden legends for actors. Um, and then just prayers to Jeffrey Carlson's family and friends, 48 years old. I mean, that's just so heartbreaking to be that young, um, especially with how long people live today. I mean, that is really, really young. And then, like you said, Tiggs, it was a crappy story, but Jeffrey came from a theater background and really understood what to do and how to act such complicated writing um, in such a complicated period of the show with not even being on that long. And so definitely kudos to him. And finally, Andrea Evans. Um, I just, I was in shock. Um, what a lot of people didn't know and something that I ended up sharing on Twitter is Andrea is a large part of why my show that I do with Candace Mack, Emmy Morgan, and Eric Andras forever in a day even made it past a first episode to a first season or anything. I was so confused on how to do a show. I had never produced anything. I didn't know what I was doing with the unions so everybody could be protected. And I reached out to Andrea and she said, what's your phone number? I'll call you. And she did. And a soap legend sat with me on the phone to answer any SAG-AFTRA questions that I had because she was so protective over actors. She was so protective over the union and she understood how to get a person from point A to point B. Um, and then Rodrigo, like you've said, Tiggs, like you've said, Alan, like you've said, she was one of the best actresses to ever do it. Nothing she did was ever bad. Um, she was always electric on screen. She was always somebody who just, when she was on, you were never going to look away from that screen, whether it was Tina or um, Rebecca or Tani, or if you're really old school, Patty Williams, just that loss is incomparable and fuck cancer, <laughs> honestly. Um, these three losses are huge to the genre, in my opinion. and. May they all rest in peace, truly. Well, let's now discuss some of the storylines that have taken place on the soaps while we were gone. Alan, I'm going to you first. The bold and the beautiful. Tell us everything <laughs> about your thoughts with Thomas and Hope and also the new soap opera digest preview, which is Hope and Liam getting a divorce. Go for it. We weren't originally supposed to talk about this, but I bum rush Casey with it. So, so we had to talk about <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, so fucking hot. And they had such bad writing for the last, like, four years or so. Like, writing Thomas's like a movie villain, but they somehow gotten fan base to like them fucking. And they've been fucking this week. It's, 
it started Monday, continued today, and tomorrow, oh, Brooke is going to walk in, and that's going to be good stuff. And uh, I, was, I was worried we were going to have Hope go back to Lee and be like, oh, they're getting back, to ba- getting back together, and they'll keep the secret that they were fucking, but nope, they're getting divorced. And it's, everything's coming kind of up roses. It's amazing. Murals do happen. <laughs> and then Rodrigo, what are your thoughts? Because I know you were right there with Alan. You were like, this is hot. What do you got? <laughs> well, let's, you know, let's rewind. I was not a fan of this storyline. Let's just, you know, go back, you know, to old episodes. Even a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this. The buildup to it, I was not a fan of. I thought, well, what, what is going on? You made me believe that... Thomas was this big bad villain and he was did all this bad shit to hope with the baby and you know the acid thing he did and then he did the CPS call and all this bad shit to hope and hope was you know revolting or trying to act like she's revolted by the whole thing and then we go to these scenes this from Monday to today of just really amazing dialogue uh, between uh, Matthew Atkinson and Annika Noel. Uh, They made me, they sold it for me. Like all that shit I was talking about this (laughs) just went away because I was like, oh, you are really explaining yourself. This character driven uh, dialogue and scenes. It's nothing made up. They're, you know, they're explaining what happened and what's led them to today. And Hope is, you know, she has never felt something like this in a long time, even with Liam. It's just something different. It's as if she is growing up, as if she is a new person. And it's as if Thomas can finally let go of all that weirdness that we were supposed to watch in the last four years and they can finally let go. And, you know, they just even today's episode when Thomas was like, Hope, tell me the truth. Can you deal with someone like me? And I'm just like, wow, who is writing this? This is like they're self-aware of themselves and what they are doing in the moment. And it's not just about the sex for me, even though the sex scenes are very hot. And I'm glad Bold were getting back to this, you know, the sexy, the sexy part of Bold that we used to have. But it's just a conversation. They'll have sex and they'll just have a nice conversation or, you know, talk, have deep thoughts about what's what's in their heads. And we're we're having, we're thinking in the minds of the characters again. And it, everything about this was amazing. To find out, like, it, you know, if I'm wrong. I was told that the Scab Riders is the Scab Riders material. It's Michael Minnis material and his team, whoever's left over over there, are writing this. And I'm just like, hmm, that's very interesting. So, like, I am enjoying this. The only thing I fucking hated about this, and like, you know me, I got to give you the positive with the negative. I don't need RJ for two episodes pleading Hope's case. I think that's weird. Um, for I don't someone his age, actor for two episodes. Yeah, okay. for someone his age, forget the actor. For someone his age, would not give a fuck about what's going on in his sister's bedroom. 
with with his brother, which he has not even touched on that fact that his brother and sister are having sex and are together or kissed. They just know that they kissed. But today's episode, another episode of RJ pleading the Hope's case, and I'm surprised Liam did not tell him to go fuck off and mind his fucking business. Because that's where I thought that was going to go. Like Liam was going to snap on this boy because it was annoying. No kid like this. I think I tweeted this the other day. I said he should be snorting lines off someone's chest right now and partying and being an influencer like he said he was supposed to be. And Brad, summer is going to be over soon before we know it. And where are these young people you said that he was going to be interacting with and you're going to be bringing on for RJ's story? I don't see it. It's the summertime. Why does he have time for this? That's my only, that's the only negative I had on this whole thing was that aspect. I was like, that, I thought that was weird to me. That's it. But Thomas and Hope, <laughs> hope they keep it going when Brooke finds them. Uh, I was a little confused. Are they at Thomas's house or Hope's house? I was confused at that part. Or where? Thomas is your place. Yeah, Thomas is. So I'm trying to figure out how Hope is going to walk. Okay, we'll see you about that. Like. I, I don't know, um, but that's gonna like bring it to another level, and I want to see everyone's reaction to it. And yeah, it's that. This is what we need right now. It's good. This is good soap for me. Um, that Deacon and Sheila shit. No, like no, stop that. Like this is not the us against the world romance. Y'all think this is Brad? No, or let's get. No, this was bad. That was bad. That was bad. Bad, bad, bad. But Thomas and Hope was good. <laughs> Thomas and Hope was good. Nice. Well, Tiggs, you and I don't watch the show <laughs> anymore. Um, or at least me right now. Um, but Tiggs, watch it, you need to watch this week. You need to watch it. I, I demand you watch it. I won't say y'all wrong. I will not tell you how to watch it if it's shit. You know I, I, I made glance at it. I just it's ugh. I made glance too. So exhausting. It's just uh like just off that RJ shit. No. And if RJ would have anything to say about it, why isn't see if they why are any of these children acting like their grandmother? Where is that? See, this is why Phoebe shouldn't have been killed off. Why isn't somebody acting like Stephanie? Like, why isn't somebody responding to this shit like, fuck all that. First off, don't be pleading Hope's case. Fuck Lynn. Secondly, if anything, you should be grossed out. Y'all ain't kidding, but y'all my kid. Why y'all fuck? That's disgusting. Like, no. Like, like those scenes could have been so different. Like, yeah, don't plead Hope's case. Defend her like, well, I wouldn't have picked Thomas for her, but you treated my sister like shit for years, Lynn. Hey, they, they, they if it wasn't going to be, if it wasn't going to be timeless, it was going to be somebody. You know, mm-hmm. that's how they should do those things. And no, when it's good, him. and it's like, we all know both. When it's good, it's good, but it doesn't stay good for long. And that's the point. Because, okay, hopefully in divorce. So what? If we're going to still be stuck on this, oh, in the state of California, it's going to take six months to get a divorce and all this other bullshit. And, okay, we go straight to a divorce. I'm not saying I want to hope and lean to stay together, but it's like, okay, y'all got kids. Ain't nobody ain't nobody talking about marriage counseling. Ain't nobody doing this. Ain't nobody doing that. No, Liam went straight for the divorce. He didn't want nothing. He, hope pleaded her case, begged him to take her, take him back, take her back. 
and he wanted to go straight to the divorce, no counseling, nothing. And this is where Wyatt, first it was Wyatt coming in and pleading the case. And then RJ comes in out of nowhere pleading the case. And why? Oh, poor Dan Brooks. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God no. damn. I swear, if Dave wasn't such a mess, I would want him to go back there as Max. The good Lord. But, like, um, yeah, I, like I said, this should have happened four years ago. We didn't need Thomas doing all this creepy shit. It was creepy. It's creepy enough that there's steps in it. Thomas didn't need to be on that weird shit all this time with hope. Thomas is hot and sexy. It is Los Angeles. He is not going to be spending years pining away with for his stepsister. They were stepsisters that child's entire fucking life. It's creepy. It's gross. They do have chemistry and it's done now. But like, where do we go from here? This could be the perfect catalyst turn Liam full on villain. But no, we're not going to get that. He's just going to be a whiny ass bitch baby for the next six months till he either finds a way to snatch Steffi away from Finn or get Hope back. Because Tom is going to do something hella creepy. Well, Liam, and then we're going to have we're going to have Ridge and Brooke back at this again. Well, Liam has a lot of a lot of watch rinse and repeat with bowl. Even when something good does happen, it's like okay, this is interesting. But then the next week, we back to the bullshit. Now I could be wrong because this is scab right, so we'll see. But. Mm. No, to give you a little background take, Liam, when he found out, when he saw Thomas and Hope kissing in Europe, he went straight to Steffi, kissed her one time. And then when they went back to LA, kissed her again. And Steffi had to remind him, no, I'm not leaving my husband for you. Go fuck off. But Steffi never told Finn that Liam kissed her twice. So they're holding that little carrot too. And, that, uh, and, and, and I know, and, that, and I hope Finn beat his motherfucking ass when he finds yeah. out. Because yeah. instead of confronting your wife about what she did, you want to come kissing on mine? I'll break your fucking neck. <laughs> like, like, write, write this damn show. Write this fucking up. show. It's a lot of times where Brad gets in his own way. This show, out of all four, this motherfucker writes itself. And Brad gets in his own way with his repetitive bullshit. But they all have this to... shit. Like, just based off of Thomas and the whole fucking, that's the next six months of old. But no, when the wider strike is over, he's gonna come back in and do some cockamamie bullshit to reset the deck, and we back looking at dumb shit again. Uh, look, child, I'm going to take it, right? I'm going to take it. Because... As much as I've been bitching about Bo, I will take these scab riders right now because they have set up two confrontations for Liam and Finn and Liam and uh, uh, Thomas when everything comes out. So I'm, look, they've set up a couple of good things. I'm happy with that aspect of the show right now, you know, but you're, you know, the rest of the show is some bullshit uh, still. But at least I can hang on to this story. I can't hang on to this. Something is happening on Bo and Soapy again. On and that you aspect. know, they can definitely use this as a jumping off point for everything else. Was it mm-hmm. you, Tiggs, who says, who said uh, Liam should turn villainy from this? Was that you? Yeah, like, so yeah. I totally it's agree. He should go after little Beth. Yep. And hell, fuck it. He should get mad at Steffi, like, oh, 
You want to be on that bullshit too? I'll take Kelly, bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta and say, and then hoping Steffi find themselves broken together against sleep. That's a motherfucking soap opera. I will mm-hmm. say, this when can Liam... also reignite oh. Steffi and Hope. Like, if they want to go down the little bit of a feud route with them again, this can easily. Well, yeah, because it's a different dynamic. Because exactly, yeah, because it, it will be Steffi and Hope arguing about Steffi's brother versus them fighting over a punk ass like Link. Exactly, and that is how you naturally propel a feud forward. Like, even when Brooke and Taylor were at the height of their feud, it wasn't all just about Ridge. Ridge was like the focal point, the jumping off point, but it wasn't like all about him. And that's what I miss from soap feuds as well. Like Catherine and Jill, it wasn't all about Philip. Philip was the jumping off point and the focal point, but there were other things through the decades to intermingle that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if B&B is smart, <laughs> um, then they can kind of use the Thomas and Hope dynamic and relationship to really not reset the show, but reinvent the wheel of some very stale dynamics and stories. Yeah, because it's like Brad Bell, we get it, yes. The Brooke Ridge Taylor Triangle was iconic, but that doesn't have to be the hallmark of your show. It doesn't have to just be triangles, 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 triangles. And especially triangles that run forever. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that shit. Like, I'm watching, I, 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 I've I, started watching both from the beginning on YouTube and I watched the first week of it. And just, because I had my boyfriend watching it with me and like, oh, God, does Brad need to go back and look at this shit? Because he act like he didn't forgot. And I know this was when Bill was writing it, but God, it's just even 36 years later, it's so refreshing to see that show in that light, to be taken seriously. It's like Brad doesn't take any of this shit seriously, and he hasn't for a decade. That's what that's what pisses me off about him. He doesn't take it seriously. Well, it's, like, it's like when I'm telling you, when As the World Turns and God Light got canceled. I swear, that's when Bowl started getting shitty. I swear to God, around 2009, 2010, as soon as it was down to the bell soaps, Bowl started getting shitty. That was not a coincidence. It was. It's almost like Brad something clicking, well, since, you know, it's not four soaps anymore, I can just do whatever to keep the lights on. And that's what the fuck he been doing. Okay, besides the Maya story. <laughs> but other than that, it's just like everything else has just been like, crap, please. Well, I gotta say, just to piggyback on like, if they're gonna eventually turn Liam into a villain, the scenes, and I don't know if Casey and TG, I watched when Liam confronted Hope about the kiss. I kind of saw some of that. And based and tried, you know, was golden her into trying to tell the truth. But Scott Clifton, just the way they, it, Liam turned into Bill Spencer for a moment because I was like, oh, the way because he, that, that's an act. That's the an way he manipulated the situation to his event. I'm like, I, I can see Liam. Yes, Liam going that villainy route like his father would do. I would, I want to see that direction, and that would change the whole. And dynamic. that's the thing. And that's yeah. the thing. Like Brad told us for years old. Oh, because you know, um, Wyatt can fix cars. He eats red meat. 
he's just like Bill. No, that fucking Liam is. He just masquerades as a nice guy. He's just like Bill. He's just passive aggressive with his shit. And he more conniving. See, Bill is all out like just like his dad. Like Big Bill. He's an asshole. It's just that Big Bill had a little bit more class. But yeah. he's an asshole. And he's unapologetic about it. Liam likes to throw rocks and hide his hand. He's the same type of asshole. Because at the end of the day, Wyatt, Wyatt's a fucking wuss. I mean, he's with Flo of all people. So, like, you know, I just wish they would explore more of that, like, all we need is some scandal, some good psychological storytelling, and a fashion show. Because she'll blow up a fashion show that'll get you motherfuckers back to a 3.0. Like, if you don't have Sheila on here, I don't mind if you make her viable, but you can't take her all the way to how she used to be and keep her on this campus. If you don't keep her as crazy as Sheila, she gotta go. But if you do want to make her a viable character, it ain't gonna be with Deacon. If you want to keep Deacon on the show, go get Amber. Other than that, yeah. Because, like, them trying to force this shit with Deacon and Sheila is for what? For what? Nobody cares. For what? No. Exactly. Like, and, 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 I, and I want Lee up in. Lee ain't never like Lee. I want her to find out about Kiss and lock that bitch in a cage for a month. I know. Because ain't, ain't Lee a doctor? Yeah, Lee's a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe in her mind she can try. She gonna try to call herself deprogramming Lee. Because I thought Jack was the doctor too, but ain't he a lawyer now? <laughs> they retconned that, yeah. I'm so confused with that. Like when I heard about that on Twitter, I said, "What?" It was weird. I, I, t- I told y'all. When Bold is good and Brad's in charge, he took all of his medication that day. When it's <laughs> shitty, then that means he take his ginkgo galoba three months out of the year. There you go. <laughs> well, no, I, I am. I will peek my head in and see what's talking. I think I should too, because I'm only down to one soap. <laughs> okay, um, cool. Me too, shit. GH and Dave can kiss my motherfucking ass. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Speaking of which, let's get into that one soap that I'm watching instead of just keeping up with. Which is The Young and the Restless, because Thomas and Hope weren't the only ones to get steamy on CBS. It was also Kyle and Audra on Y&R. They hit the sheets as Kyle and Summer's marriage crumbles. And that was hot, too. Shit. Um, Rodrigo, go ahead, baby. I hear you. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, it's so great to see Kyle Abbott being an Abbott whore. And it's so great to see the spirit of Terry Lester up in there. Oh my God. This is Jack. This is who Jack Abbott's son should be. God damn it. I don't know why they were trying to turn Michael Mealy's Kyle into some nice husband supportive bullshit. No. I was like, what What are they doing with Michael Mealy? Like, I said uh, in, in podcasts, in past podcasts, I was like, Michael Mealy is not doing for me in this role. But now he is doing it. For me, <laughs> it's Kyle right now. And I'm loving it. And that Zuleika Silva. Yes, yes. yes. Girl. I love, I love this 
woman. I love her. I. It has been so long since a soap vixen with no fucks to give has graced my soap screen and she deserves every praise she's getting. Haters be damned. And I see you motherfucking haters on Twitter that be hated. Anytime anybody that's not of a persuasion gets any any accolades or popularity on this fucking show, y'all y'all start doing your hate trade. Don't y'all try to do it because I'm gonna stop you. Because this is the best find this show has had in years. They are finally writing her the way she should be written. She is just, she will take your man. She is cutthroat. She is beautiful, sexy, smart, driven. Everything I want in a soul character right now. Like, and she is, the way she looked at Summer is like, yo, I'm like, you want a piece of Summer too? Go ahead, get that too. Go get it all, honey. Like, <laughs> get it all. I, I'm just like, I am loving this aspect of the show. Is Audra like Josh Griffith? Like, I, you found your vixen. Like, you need to write to her. And I see people be like, "Why is she on five days a week?" Because she needs to be, because that's what she's bringing. She's bringing that. Okay, she on five right. days, a week. and also she knew that means she cheap. Yes, hello. They get <laughs> she's already been on the canvas long enough. Like, they introduced her playing her opposite Eileen Davidson and um. Trevor St. John, she's played against Eric Braden. Like, she's been on canvas long enough. And like Tig said, she's cheap, but she's also a really fucking good actress. And she's involved in a very soapy story that's giving a dead relationship some much-needed revival. So, But I know we talked all that mess about, like, you know, Kyle, like, oh, this isn't Jack's son, blah, blah, But I'm glad that all happened. I'm glad that he was a supportive, perfect husband for Summer because it, it, it wouldn't mean anything if he fucked Audra and he, and he was a shitty husband. That is true. And Summer like, went out mean. of her way for it's a right. decade. No, and Summer did this to her yeah. fucking self. It wasn't like yeah. Kyle just woke up one day and decided to be a hoe. Summer did this to her motherfucking self to lie and cheat and trying to get his mama sent to prison. Oh, no, you got to go. And you Kyle go. Kyle has always been Summer's dream man. We've known that about her from Jump, is all roads for her have led back to six different Kyles. Um, and so, you know, this is really kind of, I mean, yeah, we know Josh Griffith had no idea what to do with the show, very lazy writing. But looking back now that we're here, because he kind of had an aha moment, um, it it's kind of brilliantly crafted. It's like Kyle was a little too perfect, but if you think about it, they got past him having the the son. They got past them coming back together and Lola and everything else. And they got past the short feud with Sally and Phyllis mm-hmm. interfering. So it's kind of brilliant that he was the very attentive, perfect husband. And now this. Yeah, it just took a little longer than it should yeah. have to get here. Took but yeah, that, that's it. Because no, we needed to see him in summer yes. happy and married and as a united front. Like on As the World Turns. You wouldn't have gave two fucks 
that Tom fucked Emily and got her pregnant with Daniel if him and Margo wasn't so solid. Great point of reference. You wouldn't care. Yeah. It's like, and, and, and we've learned, especially like nowadays on social media, when it comes to like days and bones, where a couple is married for three business days and somebody cheats. A lot, no, that don't mean shit. Who cares? Y'all been exactly. married for two minutes. Who cares? But when you have a long-standing couple and you're just like, okay, they're united for the solid and yeah. all that stuff. And, and it was time. It, it was time for that to happen. And I'm happy that it is happening. And like, Summer ain't got nobody to blame but herself because you want to listen to your mama with your stupid ass. And now look. Now, now you're there looking stupid. I will say, um, before we go to Alan here, I will say what kind of is one missed beat of the story for me is that the Soap Opera Digest preview is Chance and Sharon sleeping together and not Chance and Summer. That's uh, kind of like the missed opportunity. Uh, y'all doing this dumb shit. And it's so stupid. Get Tom, you Sharon have- back together. No, look, we all adore the queen. But that little boy ain't even 30 years old yet. Sharon needs a grown-ass man, and this will be her third fucking cop in a decade. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see him as a fucking cop. I wish somebody shoot this bitch in his kneecap so he could take his ass a chance to win us. Nobody wants Nina Webster's son as some good do-gooder-ass cop. It's fucking boring. It's like Sharon and Nick should be sleeping together and summer should be sleeping with chance it's not yes because they they, they they're, no. they're the same age range they have chemistry that's what yeah, the fuck they, you they're do. doing they're doing reverse nick and sally now now they are chance, oh yeah they chance yeah. And, 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 and and because chance. And, and, that, and that's my whole thing it's oh, like on, yes yes Sharon Case and Joshua Morrow look fabulous for their ages, but that does not mean you keep putting them with people that are just going to be It's like we we dealt with this for years with Jack and Victor. I am tired of this. Get these people with people their own fucking age. Well, especially in this day and age of soap opera, where there's only four shows left and only three on network TV. All soaps, not just Wyandar, but all soaps really need to like shore up all of their anchor couples. I'm not saying they can't have conflict, but it's time to get Sharon and Nick away from stories they did 15 years ago. Yes, like, like, and my whole, and like I said, her being with Chance, it's just going to be a wash, rinse, and repeat of her being with Ray, being with Dylan. Nobody wants to see that shit. Being with Scotty and being, well, come on. Right. Right, y'all already. That's why Lauren. That's why Lauren don't like her no more because she was left around the sky. Now, 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 you gave my son the orgasm Abby never could, Sharon. And no, and, and no, because Anita Webster, I know Sharon's five years younger than Anita. Ain't no motherfucking way in hell she'll want punk-ass, old-ass Sharon with her damn son. Josh no Griffith's mother. version of Nina knits in Mrs. Chancellor's house with her feet up on the coffee table. I think we are past the Nina. Whoa, 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 now, now, wait a minute now. No, no, no. During the, 50s, she got, during the 50s, she got to drag Abby. Hold on. Nina came back. 
<laughs> yeah, for speaking one of, speaking, of, speaking of Chancellor Manchin, you brought it up. I wish to God they had got Jill Abbott to slap the shit out of her dumbass grandson, Chan. <laughs> the only to thing I'm about. the motherfucking shit out of him for giving that house up. Like, you don't get that. It's your birthright, Chance. No. Not only his birthright, takes after all the shit that Jill had to do to get that, that house. house. And you just gonna give it away to your. It's like no, wife, like I said, years ago before Chance came back, and, his, and her side piece. Okay. No, when years ago before Chance came back and Hillary was still there, of course I wanted her and Devon in that damn house. But now, hell no, no. And, and why? So y'all can so y'all can save one less set. Cause what's gonna happen to Devon's place now? This is so stupid. Well, Lily, oh Lily, Lily is gonna that. get Devon's place, Lily but and I'm very happy oh, about got that. Rid of that I'm very, very happy about that. However, can Lily redecorate, please? <laughs> because what's always ignored me about those two penthouses is it took up until Nate and Elena to redecorate what's been Victor and Nikki's penthouse, Chelsea and Adams, then Chelsea's, then Adams, then Chloe and Chelsea's, then Neil and Ashley's, then Neil's. Like, that one couch with all that semen and wine stains on it stayed in that same penthouse set for well, they went up they went I mean, up well, well, 11 well, years. Hell, uh, Casey Sharon didn't have the same ugly ass I know. For 25 years. <laughs> the only mm. thing they changed about Sharon's house was like five years ago they got her a new coffee table. <laughs> and they still kept an ugly ass couch. <laughs> I do like that wingback chair though. But anyway, Alan. Let's go to you. Tell us all your thoughts on Y&R from Sharon and Chan, Summer, Kyle, Audra. What do you think? Well, Sharon and Chan are obviously a placeholder couple. Let's stop that caring. It's going to last like what, like six, eight months, and then it'll be over. Hopefully sooner than that, because I suck. Sharon usually has chemistry with people, but she's out of chemistry with Colin Floyd. Sorry. Kyle and Audra are hot, but, and it's kind of a pair he needs right now because him and Summer got kind of boring and he needs a spitfire woman who's not going to reject him because he gives her a expensive gift i love that he gave her diamonds and yeah because after fucking first gate yeah we needed he needs a spitfire vixen and she needs to get the fucking bag i wouldn't be mad if she got pregnant though i wouldn't be mad if chance got summer pregnant again that's a miracle baby those balls would start working <laughs> I think you summed it up perfectly. <laughs> There's balls that start working. That's that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God. Oh Jesus. I just I I just like yeah. I said, it, it is so ironic. It that is. Josh Griffiths is pulling out decent soap opera like <laughs> i just uh, maybe, I, I just cannot believe um, this maybe, is not on maybe, this is not on my bingo card if you leave him if you leave him his ass alone and let him be you're gonna write something you know and, and i he, was saying i was saying that while we go i'm hoping he's not as dumb as he looks and he told cbs he told margot wayne and steve Kent, like okay if y'all got me doing the job at eight motherfuckers i'm gonna need some autonomy in this bitch because I didn't save y'all how much money over the last six months. So I need some autonomy in this motherfucker. Yeah, and especially with the strike now, he's probably like, y'all need me. I don't need you. I I'm the one on Vicor. That's <laughs> what I said. That, 
That motherfucker, Teflon Don, honey. <laughs> Josh, whatever you are doing right now, keep going. Like, YNR is that show I'm watching right now. It has, her surpassed, it has her surpassed my other show. And can we give credit to Sharon Case? The week Sharon Kills Cameron brought 300,000 viewers back to The Young and the Restless. The show mm-hmm. was also up 186,000 from that time last year. And it was up like 110,000 from 2021 for that one week. I mean, it's not rocket science, Casey. It's you the, queen. the queen when you see it. Not rocket science, the queen. I mean, uh, it, it like it, we respect the queen when you see. Just like Melody Thomas Scott, Sharon Case is always money in the motherfucking bank mm-hmm. every damn time. If you ride it, they will come. That's all I gotta say. Shit, because <laughs> you probably had a whole bunch of people like Cam and Kirsten. What the hell he doing back here? Shit, and there's more. That was there's- just- what you said was kind of, I just realized was kind of in the beat of reunited and it feels yes. like you've been like, if they ride it, they will come. Will come. Like, like, and, there's, it, and there's more in Sharon's history that can pull from now. Yes. Like this whole tech company he didn't love her. And we already know, like, I'm sure. I'm excited new, for that. I the do new, love The Numas are chomping at the bit. Yeah. Ooh, I do love her, Adam. Um, team enough trying to merge and whatnot. Look, my Grossman and Sharon case now, they those two still got some chemistry now. Now, I wouldn't have minded if Adam and Sharon had hopped in the bed. Not a fucking chance. Now, see, why couldn't that have happened? Yes, I I could have Sharon back together. But that would have been so organic. No, no, I, I, I'm over that. Because they're both really, Sharon's still like. I like Sharon and Adam as homies. That's fine. Like, mm-hmm. Adam needs to have at least one healthy relationship in his life, and it can be shaped. But, I mean, it would kind of been... Be like, I wouldn't Why have hated... Be well, because don't none of the other men... Don't none of the men like him. It probably. would have kind of been organic. Get him a friend. That's why I'm like, get him a friend or something. It would have like, kind of been organic if they just spent... Him and Devon could be cool. Then it would have just been organic if they had just spent one night together. Just one. That's it. And it didn't mean anything. Because he's grieving over... Once again, being alienated, especially from his feelings about his own child dying. She killed her abuser. Like, just one night where they find comfort in each other. Because, yeah, I like them more as friends, too. But it would have also been organic. And soaps are known for grief sex. And so I I would have much preferred that over Chance and Sharon. Yeah. Like what chance got to do with it? Like goddamn! Like you I know like, chance didn't even. But do but, but we all know y'all. This shit with Chance and Sharon been building since Ray died. That's so it's true. just like, uh, um, okay. Well, I would have much and rather. It's just seen. Like, it, no, it's like Chance needs to be with Summer. Now that's like, what I would want to see. Nina comes home and finds a husband. You didn't win. Oh, and then you didn't win. Abby and Summer. Abby? Right, right. You know what from Abby to her niece? Phyllis's daughter? Phyllis. Like, no. Phyllis, the one that's up with my other son. That okay. one. Okay. <laughs> yes. And then Abby yes. and Summer could have had a great argument scene. Like, really, Summer, my leftovers. And you know, Summer could be like, Really, Abby, you want to go there? Let's talk about my dead husband. Like that just conflict, you know. 
the young and the restless sometimes zigs where it should zag when it comes to conflict and building these kind of relationships of love and hate in gray area. So, but oh well, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the, it for the most part. The young of it, the young of it is getting. Yes, the young of it. Mm-hmm. The young of the young and the restless. They find like I don't know. Josh has finally like okay, let me use my young like. We didn't want to see Audra with damn Travis and John like that. No, mm-hmm. we you you got these young sexy men she can play <laughs> with, and you got to with Kyle. That's a nice them bed scenes together with and those why, kids. And while we can't get a decent storyline from Mariah and Tessa, imagine them getting a hand that works the cradle story. Something, yeah. Like, Tessa, I'm, 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 Mariah should have been involved in the Cameron stuff. She should have been. But yeah, imagine them like, you know, some little girl. Like they hire her to like care for the baby or whatever. And the and the bitch is really like obsessed with Tessa. She's a crazed fan that decided to be the man. Like that could be a good three to six month story arc. Yep. Like, but but no, we 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 not supposed to care about the list. Notice they put them in a set that they haven't shown in five years. Like that set doesn't even exist anymore, and yet that's where they live. I'm like, uh, it's just it's so they just, annoying. They just telling us to just fire Cameron Bryant. They don't want to use her. They don't want to write for her. Just fire her. I love Cameron Bryant, but set her free if you're honestly. Use her. Yeah, set her free and have her go to General Hospital as Serena or something. I mean, just if you're not going to use these people let them go because it's more of an insult not to use them and for the show just to have the diversity check mark mm-hmm. like i'm i'm done with that same with general hospital that's how i feel with gh and cassandra james like you drag cassandra james out on twitter for every single trans accolade trans holiday like, they'll be like, this is the first day that a transgender nun ever entered Pope Francis's house. Here's Cassandra James. And it's like, if you're not going to write for her, then what's the point? And that goes for all soaps. Because, yes, mm-hmm. I want visibility. But, like, you know, Rodrigo, you had tweeted out about Leo and Dimitri. I almost said Peter Port. But wasn't it you who tweeted out that not everything needs to be a scandal? And... One of our listeners, Amaya, who I love, was like, I'm tired of things being a gimmick with diversity in soaps. And I'm tired of that. If you're not going to write for us, then you might as well not even have us there. To be yeah, and, that, that, and, 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 yeah, and that's my whole point. Like, like yeah, that's like with Leo. Like, okay, what's the point of Leo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. There is no like, <laughs> Thank you. But like there's just no point to him. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like like, ugh, like and that's no thing about GHN days. Like GH and Days is just full of so many characters. I don't care. I don't care. Like I, I get with GH. Ron likes to have a lot of people on on the canvas because he, he wants to he wants to fully realize Port Charles as a city, as a town. I don't give a fuck about that, Frank. Cut 12 of them motherfuckers. I don't care. 
Same thing with days that cycling out. I'm like, if y'all don't cycle out carriage like this, y'all can go ahead and do the Port, the, the Port Charles telenovela format. That'll make a lot more sense mm -hmm. than what the fuck y'all doing over there now. Because I've never needed, I don't know about you guys, I've never needed my soaps to feel like a city, like an actual place. When it comes to there being 58 characters on the yeah. canvas or 60 yeah. characters, because I can buy that, okay, if you have, you know, Guiding Light, for example, I can buy that all the Bowers know all the Spaldings because there's hospital relationships, there's business relationships. I can buy that all 36 people on The Young and the Restless know each other, but maybe Jack doesn't know all 110,000 people in Genoa City, Wisconsin. It makes yeah, sense. I don't know yeah, all 8,000 people. You know, when I was growing up in my small town of Illinois, I didn't know all 6,000 of those cats. I knew like a good maybe 150. But you know what I mean? I don't need 60 characters on canvas for you to give me a real city feeling on a show. No, and you don't need that. Like, the soaps have never needed that. No. I don't understand why, like, no. To and me, especially when you don't have a writer that, like, because at least Ron tried his best to keep up with all them damn characters that Frank wanted. But, like, Chris and Dan, dang that. It's too much. Because, honestly, in my opinion, a one-hour soap should have 40 characters at the most. It doesn't need more than that. Maybe somebody pops in for an arc here and there. Maybe in one year you might have 43. But then, you know, people need to be naturally cycled in and out. Um, and yeah. people can leave. People can come back. It's like, that's why I, that is one thing I have consistently loved about The Young and the Restless for maybe like the last 15 years is they kind of have always capped it at 40 characters at the most because they know it's too freaking much even for a show that comes on every single day. Yeah, because and, and with all those characters, you're not going to care about most of them. Exactly. And, and that's what we are. That's where we are with Days and with GH. It's like a lot of those characters we don't care about. Why should I give a fuck about Gwen? Why should I care about Jack's illegitimate daughter when Jack and Jennifer ain't on my screen? Yep. Why should I give a fuck? And they sacrificed their daughter basically for that character, let's be honest. They sacrificed her and Laura. It's yeah. like, I, I just know. And, and like we've all been saying, there's too many fucking demerits on the canvas. It's like, Megan didn't need a son. Nope. Not at all. Like, like, why are we doing this? Like, it is a sad day when there are more Demers on the canvas than Hordes. Mm. Like, like, and it's like, what is King Corday? What, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I, I, I just, I, I don't understand. I, I, we all saw this as a blessing in disguise, but it's like maybe they should have stayed on NBC because. <laughs> well let's talk about days let's go with a character we care about that's involved in a very rough storyline choice so alan sean went to marlena asked for help before he spirals more out of control because he's been suspended from the force so alan what are your thoughts on the current state of sean 
Well, it's kind of hard to care because we know it's going to be gone this fall, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> that's wait, wait, all wait. No, oh, wait. That's I all know the that, days of our lives. Well, yeah, I know that Martha Madison wasn't on contract anymore, so Brandy uh, Beamer ain't even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they both got fired. Yeah, I believe you're right, Alan. Yeah. And, and see, the, you gonna try to turn my Sean Douglas Brady into a fucking alcoholic? Like, it, it, which we don't need anymore. We don't need lives. it. Sean is related to twenty five other alcoholics. It's like. Are we done with the soap tropes on Days of Our Lives? I know that sounds insane, but Days of Our Lives overuses soap tropes like nobody's business. They do. And, and, and they use shit that hasn't worked in 20 years. Like old soap tropes. Somebody coming yeah. in on the tail end of a conversation and misunderstanding and all this other bullshit. It's stupid. It's like, stupid and it's juvenile. You can't. So Sean, I know he's probably aged. You can't start. You can't have somebody alcoholic at forty, who never like. Sean's never touched any. Sean's the most straight edge character <laughs> in daytime history. Now all of a sudden you want. I I tweeted the other day. He is the fastest drunk in soap history because I'm just like. Which they could have just done a normal mental depression storyline. Oh, but he's depressed about he shot his father. Yes, I get the angle of him drinking because he shot Bo. Okay, we get that. But I'm just like, but I don't think Sean, Sean to me wouldn't have turned to alcoholism. Sean Sean would have been depressed. But he would have more so gotten caught up in work, caught up in exercise, and turned away from Bell. It would have been more of a marital discourse, yes. depression, than, and that's what they're missing. Days of Our Lives, yes, they overuse a soap trope, but I, what I will say about Days of Our Lives is when they're at their best, they also exercise character development and character-driven stories like nobody else. And we should have gotten scenes of sean and bell in counseling we should have gotten emmy worthy you scream at you you scream at me scenes like you could make you could have made it a yeah marital discourse psychological type drama like it's they're going to the fucking liquor shit that's old i want to see that shit like you know i've been looking for a story of sean bell for years because how do you have the daughter of john and marlena and the son of bone hope to your greatest soap couples in the history of your show, and you don't do anything for their kids, and like that, this is never made sense to me why they have never given them a story. And then when they try to give them a story, they got fired. I'm just like, it don't make any damn sense. It does not make any sense. It's been going on since 2008 when they originally fired Martha and Brandon. And I'm just like, it's been going on since they came back. These Which for the whole they are the ones who should be the anchor of what the show needs to be now because they they should be the ones going on the adventures and I'm not saying that they need to be an exact replica of what Bone Hope went through or John and Marlena or whatever. No, but they, they should, should be, be the story. They yeah. should be leading story. Be to the me, same. the anchors 
to me, the anchors of days of our lives for what it is right now should be John and Marlena, Jack and Jennifer, Julie and Doug, Belle and Sean, and Abe and Paulina. To me, that should be the anchorship of days of our lives. And none of those people are on screen and being used and, and, and Steve and Kayla like it just, and Steve and Kayla I did forget them they the only fucking super couple of the of the heyday of the 80s that don't have grandchildren that's asinine like and what? Steve and Kayla are so have... popular they're the highest viewed hour in days of our lives history for their wedding yes like, like how don't Steve and Kayla have any grandchildren mm-hmm. but they got they got three mopey dopey ass kids. Like grown ass kids. <laughs> look, look, they, they look, I we were screaming for years for Stephanie to come back and I like Abigail Klein, but the way they've been writing the characters, a little mopey dopey. And I don't like that. She mopey dopey. <laughs> and then and then you got dumb and dumber, aka Joey and, and Trip. Uh, my issue my my other big issue with days is this a storyline i think this is as much as i love it i preface i love james reynolds i'm glad they get him front and center <clears throat> but this is this storyline is dumb but no, like, it is stupid it and is also you know we're talking about sean and alcoholism did abe really need fucking amnesia are we done like oh my no, god if you can't no. reinvent the wheel then keep the wheel off the car it's like Abe is 75 years old. Like, like Alan said, quit doing these presumed death storylines for these geriatric ass characters. Because when they die in real life, you've blown the emotional load because it's like, okay, we saw what happened with Catherine Chancellor. Like, Maria Rita Bill did a marvelous job back in 2008. But then when Jeannie really died five years later, we, we, we got. Paul and Cricket getting married at the church barbecue. Like, it's just like, you, you can't keep doing that with these old-ass characters. Church barbecue, is that what you just said? Yes, the fuck I did. And like, I just, I don't have time for that. Oh my God. I forgot about that damn thing. Like, and, and then I know, I know people have been getting a little kick of the show within the show, the body and soul. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We, have, we, have, we know. Ron excels at campy shit like that. But when the, when the rest of your show is shit, I don't give a fuck about none of that. You only do little goofy, campy shit like that when your show is good. When your show is shit, you need to worry about the But show. my thing is, they're putting more thought into the gimmicks and the jokes and body and soul than they are the actual show. It's funny to see Tucker McCall play uh, Nine Inch Dick Manning or whatever the character's name was. That's great. Body and soul. You get Lauren Coslow looking fantastic. She did look good in that red wig. It's like, I, like you said, Tiggs, that shit is funny to me when the rest of your show is on good footing. Like, One Life to Live doing Trading Places was fucking hilarious because the rest of the show was kind of on decent footing. But when your show is a mess and you're clearly only relying on the jokes to get you through the hour. No, that's Ron is doing, he's doing fraternity row shit. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's this is what that that whatever that dumb show they have within the show is giving. Um, 
the haters have an identity crisis to me. Like it's just yeah, like this, this is not days of our lives. No, I don't. I don't get it. This I'm is not, this is this is Salem and other dreams. People this are telling me, oh, there's still some soapy things, you know, Eric and Nicole. I don't give a no, fuck. No, no, no. Hey, you know what? Like and that. we are so motherfucking tired. I'm over it. Eric and Nicole are old enough to get AARP. Which, you know what, for a good for a good snapshot of what we've been through with Eric and Nicole, you all need to go to um, TV line and you need to read Dale, uh, Dylan St. James's article, Massage Noir in Daytime, because he, uh, sorry, she discussed the greatness of the whole Eric and Nicole issue when it came to Jada. And I feel that a lot of those issues from how Jada was treated still trickles into Eric and Nicole's current storyline. And I don't like it. And they are honestly, Eric and Nicole are honestly a big part of why I don't like Days of Our Lives right now. Because they're I'm selfish. over it. They're selfish as fuck. I'm tired of their shit. They bring a lot of other characters into their bullshit and it ruins other people's lives. I'm just over it. I'm ready to. I, I need to break it. Is because where is the growth? Eric and Nicole are 50 years old. Where is the growth? Like, Eric, God damn. Eric, I can some shit, it, it's some shit, even Samantha. Jean stopped doing after a while. Come on now. And that's another thing that's missing. Where the fuck is Allison Sweeney? She ain't never coming back? It, it, right, because we haven't seen Sammy in a year. She ain't never coming back. She declared her independence last year. Just shut Stop. up, Rodrigo. <laughs> no, no, it's declared. And like I said, and Sammy is too big of a character. Lucas is still in jail. Lucas is still in jail. Well, heck, so, so is Lonnie, which really pissed me off as well. I, mean, I like right, seeing Lonnie. Right. Is Lonnie, is Lonnie discovering that Abe is alive and putting peace together? Is that going to get her like out of jail? She already did a year. Yeah. Like, uh, But yet, Kristen Demera can't get caught on anything. Right. Like, Kristen, Kristen and had she'd been granted about 72 pardons. Like, what? Yeah. This is just so stupid. Like even even Megan got out from her mess. Like, come on, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that 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 ooh, really this, pisses me off. This lady, yeah, because been- it's just like, what's the point of these villains doing this shit when we already know Ron will find some cockamamie ass way to get them out of? Like, go the Brad, the Bill Bell route. Some villains deserve to die or rot in jail. But yeah, I agree with you, Rodrigo, that I also think that Days is having a real identity crisis. And, you know, one thing I will say about Dina Hickley is in Dina Hickley's last stint, I felt it was a horrible time for the show, of course. And it was some of the worst material that actors had ever been given. However, I still thought I was watching Days of Our Lives, just a bad version of Days of Our Lives. But now I don't think it is Days of Our Lives. No, it's not. The Days show of is it's, so I, far removed from what it is. It is. I it's just Salem don't understand. Screen. That's what it is. Because it ain't Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Now, but it ain't no goddamn Hortons on my screen. It ain't. 
it feels like a parody of itself. That's what's the problem. In a bad you. parody. <laughs> like you're no, so right, Alan. I, it definitely I, feels like a parody. And I'm not. I was that person that was very excited about the Peacock move and everything. And I told myself, I'm going to wake up in the morning. That was going to be the show. I'm going to turn on when I get up at 7 in the morning. I get, I'm serious. I'm already at 6 o'clock already. So I can watch it, get it over with before I start on to work. I don't even get that. That show, it's, it, it's, it, it. Well, Rico, you know, you know what I've been using my peacock subscription for? What? Rewatching botched. Shit. Oh, child, I rewatch all the housewives. And Tiggs, I've been piggybacking off of your subscription to watch Dateline. <laughs> okay, because it's just like I, I watch all the Real Housewives. All the Real Housewives I watch every day before I watch anything new. <laughs> I just, and then, and it's so sad because like I said Victor's death is next month and I just have no confidence in this show no confidence honestly I'm not even sure I'll be there for that I mean but like cause that's how I was like when I when I, I knew when I started really losing my group of bold during a whole like Stephanie's exit story I just I didn't care even like Brad problem. Bell had just like, like of course Susan Susan put her foot in it until the very end. But I just, I'm just like, I should care more. And I don't. And it's just like, I. Uh, even the promos are getting on my damn nerves, too. Uh, even, yeah, because I saw that did. promo and I said, I know my Sean doesn't hang turn to no drunk. I did like him checking Rachel's bitch ass, though. But yeah, like, I just, and that's not, why waste that pretty ass, that pretty, pretty child on some punk ass race? I don't know what it is about this character that Ken Corday has a hard nut for. He's not Rome. He's not Jump. He's not Bo. He's not Steve. He's not A. Never has been, never will be. And I don't know why he just refuses to let this fucking character go. Race should have been gone. When, when they got rid of him a couple of years ago, he should have stayed gone. Galen could Galen could have went to GH as some special agent for the WSB for six months. Like it's just like no. Days just throws around. They just throw so many couples together just to see like a reaction or something. Like I've never. You might like with Xander and Chloe. Why should we give a fuck about Xander and Chloe? Well, we know Nadia Bjorlund is gone, and sooner or later Sarah gonna come back with a belly full of bangs. And why do they do that with the character of Sarah? I know Lindsay Godfrey has had some personal issues outside of the show, but it's just like, you know Xander and Sarah are a popular couple. Why are you jerking the fans around? Quit jerking them around. It's like, y'all should have known y'all fucked up with that Bowen Hope story. So y'all should have been like, okay, the fans are not going to like this. I hope you know this. But I don't give a fuck about what type of back backstage. Uh-uh. Ken Corday should have been like, all right, if we got to give this story a certain way, if we got to do this in a certain way, we need to do it differently. Because the way that they did it, it was an insult. It was a slap in the face. And people are paying cash money to watch this show now. 
Inflation is high. Dental floss costs the same as it is to pay to watch days of our lives, man. I want my motherfucking money's worth and I'm not getting it. Yeah. Honestly, though, because, you know, I was reading this um, article that Matthew Smith posted. He's a big soap historian and all of his stuff is so good. And one article he posted was an old soap opera digest one from 1987. And it was hit or miss the delicate art of revamping soaps. And it was really this inside track from all the executive producers then of some of the major shows, um, especially General Hospital, on how they were bringing the very popular skyrocketed in the rating shows to the new era um, and to how they were dealing with replacing the old guard. And honestly, I would love an article like that now because I just want to understand what goes through Ken's mind and Albert Lars' mind of why they think this is good television when it's not? Like, it's just, it's bad soap. Like Alan said, it's a parody of itself. It's not enjoyable to watch. Nothing is happening. Nobody is acting like themselves. Nobody is in character. It's just, I don't understand Days of Our Lives. It's honestly far worse than josh griffith's lined are not even i don't even think the bold and the beautiful is this bad it's just horrible television it is it's like and y'all know me like fuck Danny Higgins, fuck gary Connor. but i just okay the dina hit no no because you you know dina higley the only character she does write is by is Nicole when she opens. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like I think I would take Gary Thomas' days over this. And y'all know, I know y'all all liked it back then. I hate Gary Thomas. So it's just like, mmm, mmm. I'll take Gary Thomas over this shit. Ron got to go. It's been six years. He got to get the fuck out of Dodge. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, let's move on to General Hospital, shall we? Absolutely. <laughs> please. Uh, so, Walt Willie from All My Children, who we loved as Jackson, um, up until the show's ABC series finale, and um, Walt Willie even once told me that he was in talks to come back, had Prospect Park gotten a season two of the show. Um, but anyway, he's back after a long slumber in this role. Um, Alan, let's go to you. What are you thinking of Walt Willie being back as Jackson Montgomery in the world of ABC daytime? On one hand, it's nice. But on the other hand, I don't really like it when they use the other ABC soap characters because they have a tendency to fuck it up like they did with Nora on I Want to Live. Having a rubber is that piece of shit. And ugh, it's not Nora. Nor got over representing criminals. Nope. Nora's stomach would have turned to Valentine when it came to her for representation. And I don't think Nora would have gone back to private practice. <laughs> like that's just nope. so weird. Um, for me, I'll just say really quickly because the thought has actually been sitting in my mind for a long time. 
I adore Walt Willie. I think he is one of the best actors that was ever on All My Children. Um, I loved he and Susan Lucci in scenes together. They had this very amazing uh, lightning in a bottle chemistry, in my opinion. I love the finale of All My Children where he was like, frankly, I don't give a damn. Like, that was great. But let me be clear. And this might piss people off and it might put them in their feelings. This is the 60th anniversary of General Hospital. I know we all miss all my children. I'm right there with Tiggs and Alan and Rodrigo. I'm like top of the line of people who miss all my children. Tiggs and I have a Twitter account dedicated to the show and its memory. And I would give anything to have that show back or have it streaming. But this is General Hospital. When I tune into General Hospital, I want General Hospital. I don't want all my children. I don't want one life to live. I don't want loving. I don't want Ryan's hope. I don't want the city. I don't want a flame in the wind. I don't want golden windows. I don't want love as a mini splendor thing, even though that was on CBS. I want General Hospital. This could have been done with somebody on the canvas. This could have been done with a lawyer from the past coming back. Um, This could have been done any other way. They could have even given Mitch Williams um, a grandson or something since Christopher Pinbrook, may he rest in peace. Um, This was just, if it was Jackson Montgomery Two years ago, last year, two years from now, fine. But this is General Hospital's 60th anniversary. It is now the 20th longest running scripted program in the world in the history of broadcast. I want the anniversary of General Hospital, not All My Children Remembrance. Um, Sorry if that pisses people off. Tiggs, mm-hmm. what about you? What are your thoughts? I totally agree, Casey. And y'all know me. That's my heart. And even just, I'm, I'm happy that Walt got a paycheck because y'all know how I feel about my Jackson. He was my favorite pair in the air because I know everybody went in for her and Dimitri. Fuck that. Jackson made her grow up. Dimitri just fed into her bullshit. But, um, yeah, like, I yeah, and they got Mac and Felicia. I saw that on Twitter that Oh, this whole leads back to Pine Valley, Pennsylvania. And it's just like, please don't. Please don't. Because if you take the history of my heart and you fuck it up, there's gonna be hell to pay. Mm-hmm. Now, the the since Ron's been there, the most clever thing he did in the history of using like ABC data. Making Delia Corbridge Ava's mama was a stroke of fucking genius. Oh, yeah, great, definitely, yes. But mm-hmm. shit like this—that I agree with. No, because it's also the same show that that told me that mild-mannered Alex Merrick is some supervillain that was jealous of her sister. Bullshit. I watched Alex on all my children. Alex wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. So now you expect me. To think she was some just diabolical villain that had a child with face off face on. Kiss my ass. I, I just, hmm. GH. The, and I said on Twitter, like, well, Ch- Trace needs a lawyer. Why he could have been Trace's lawyer? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm. yeah. I, I just don't understand how this show has two head writers, and neither one of these motherfuckers know what the fuck they do. <laughs> so true. I'll tell you what they we got. We we got Touche Turtle and Dum Dum right in that damn show. And if you're an old bitch, you remember that cartoon, <laughs> Touche Turtle and Dum Dum. I call my brothers that all the damn time. Yes, you Touché do. Turtle and Dum Dum. <laughs> God. Well, uh, Rodrigo, what about you? Go ahead. Well, I just tweeted not too long ago like this crossover made no sense. Even though there's another couple episodes of this, it's not the only time that Walt Willie would be back. But I just couldn't understand it. Um, what could have saved this crossover for me is if you had Jack representing Anna Devane, because Jack and Anna have history. Yep. Kind of. yep. Um, because for a moment, I'm like, Anna got arrested, you know, no one wants to represent her. And the only person, you know, she could think of from her past that, she, you know, that maybe that we could take a yeah. chance on her would be Jack Montgomery. And, and, he that, and then he could have had a past with Alexis. And Alexis could have went to law school together. Something he like that. Knew, because, you know what I'm saying? He could have knew her when she was Alexis Davidovich. Because they like, seem to forget that. They seem to forget that Fanola Hughes had a history as Anna on All My Children. And this is a blown opportunity if you're just going to waste him on Lucy mm -hmm. and Felicia. And no disrespect to Lynn Herring and Christina Wagner. I love y'all. I love y'all ladies. But this shit, it made, it made no goddamn sense for me whatsoever. These little hijinks that Felicia and Lucy were playing in the office. Um, getting the secretary out the office so she can go pick locks and shit. I'm just like, oh, God, this is stupid. Um, like, I don't really care about this. And why are we even still dealing with this? Like, Victor's dead. Shouldn't Anna be free and in the clear? Why can't we move on? Right. And I know it was a cute little thing. You tie, you tie Michael E. Knight's character in there, too. And, you know, she's Lucy Martin. She's pretending to be Lucy Martin. Ha, ha, wink, 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 nudge, nudge. But I'm just, <laughs> but that I'm, just, just I'm sorry. It's just like, wouldn't Jack have been, been like, he would have been like, Lucy Martin, are you related to Tad Martin? They didn't even do that. Yes, he would have like, brought that up. It? It's like, this is fucking General Hospital. I'm this sorry. No it, reeked, it reeked of when Sonny went to Why Nixon is this necessary? Falls. It's not necessary. Why didn't Sonny go to Hursley Falls? It's like, this right. is General Hospital. I'm sorry the mega soap never happened that Ron Calabardi and Frank Valentini were allegedly contracted Frank, to do. You're going to bring back, I know you have the rights to this uh, now. Bring back Eileen Kristen. That would be relevant right now please. to bring her back in Ava's world. Please. Ava is expressing out and she need probably need like, mama. Like, yeah, they could have brought back a lawyer from the past. Like, where the fuck is Dara Jensen? Something, hello. Shit. Like, Where's like, Dora Jensen could have came back and we could have found out she was Jordan's cousin or some shit oh, like that. What's his name? John, anything. John Bolger. What's his name? Uh, oh, oh hell. We could have yes. found out that Dora Jensen was, was Curtis's sister. Had Daddy could have had another kid while he was on the run for 40 years. It could have been any fucking thing. That it shouldn't have been this. 
Exactly. It's like, that's why wow. I even brought up, you know, if Mitch Williams had a grandson, because then that's a connection to Tracy. Yeah. It's like, like Frank, we know, we know you have, you have the rights. You have the rights. Cool. You know, I've been saying, you know, why haven't they used the rights to these characters? Now I'm not. Now I'm. Now I'm thinking. Mm, maybe we we don't be need careful that. what you wish for. <laughs> Let me tell we you. You know what? You have the old. rights. You have the rights. That's great. You know what you do with those rights? You put Erica's top five fashion moment no, collection you, on Hulu. You know what you do, Casey? You bring back Vincent Arizari as David fucking Hayward. Yeah, I will take that. Yes. You know, that I mean, well, makes, yeah, that, that's why, that's that why makes everybody sense. loves Valentina Anna so much. Because Valentina ain't nothing but David Hayward. Yeah. He just ain't a doctor. But, but um, my thing is, yeah, it's no, like no, when it comes no. to Walt Willie, what I wanted Walt Willie to do is what other people wanted him to do. I wanted him as Sharon's father on The Young and the Restless. Like, I wanted him. Or, in, or if you're going to bring him on this show, bring him as a character from the past. Yes. That could have been he Tom easily. I tell you what, he could have easily Hardy. fit into Days of Our Lives as anybody, um, especially as an older Horton. Like, oh, just, yeah. Just, like, he, he could be, he could be Tommy Jr. on days. Yes. He could have been Tom Hardy on General Hunter. He could have been Tom Hardy Sr. Like, why the fuck do we need Jackson Montgomery? Like, it. That doesn't make. There's a, a more valuable way to sense. spend your money on a talent like Walt Willie. There is a like more we, valuable. You know, he, no, he should have been Jeff fucking Weber instead of what the fuck. Yeah. Oh, I would have put the Jeff Weber recast. What the fuck? Start mm. all over again. You could have started that from scratch. Yep. You know up. what? Falcon Crest never existed. No, <laughs> we don't know him. We don't know him. Yes, that's not that ever happened. We get a new Carolyn too. Oh God! You don't like as Teeks calls her to be Erica Slazak. <laughs> Hell no! We need Colleen Zink. And I don't give a damn how long she's been divorced from Mar Pen to her ass. Colleen Zink pimp to me. And then don't tell and don't tell me the chateau is closed. Kiss my ass with that shit. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me the chateau is closed like that. God. Don't do that to me. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's like, ABC, how about this? <laughs> how about this, Mickey Mouse? How about you get rid of that fucking GMA all you need to know? Hey, put a new show those, on. And bring those fucking soaps back in 30 minutes. Bring Reboot. That's you what do, you do. Everyone's like, doing reboots, but I, I just, what, everyone's I just doing cannot reboots. believe it. Like ABC is so stubborn. They know they shit the bed. And they, Another refuse, they refuse to acknowledge that they wrong. Y'all have shit the fucking bed. Ever <laughs> since you canceled those shows, y'all have had to back to the affiliates and every other placement has been dirt shit. Dirt the people shit. pulled out. They lost Hoover. They lost Hoover across daytime and primetime because they let Erica Kane finally get eaten by that bear. Yep. But it's like, just bring them back. I would even, to tell you the truth, in a dream world, yes, I would be happy with both of them back, 30 minutes each. But you could even bring one of them back for a full hour. And I'd be yeah, or, 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 or you know what? Fuck it. If you want to let it go, world. let it go. My whole thing. You or just make a soap from scratch. Like, cause it's the easiest thing to do. 
or like like you said, bring one of the other back because it's like you own these soaps, ABC. This isn't a Procter and Gamble situation. Like it would be a fucking nightmare trying to bring back another world of Afterworld terms of God like because Telenex Media is full of shit. So yeah, but you don't have to worry about licensing fees or nothing. You own it free and clear. Yeah. What 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 was the point of going to court with, with Prospect Park spending all that fucking money to get, to get the back. rights back to those damn shows to do nothing with them just for us to get a little drive-by or mention here and there? Like over my the thing years? is, you take for example the Doctors, which has been off the air for. 92 years and retro tv just dropped the last known episodes that they have that are in exit because sadly the last two years of the show no longer exists and soap fans lost their minds and you know who else lost their minds tv collectors lost their minds too it just wasn't soap fans losing their minds over the doctors being uploaded in the last bits of what's known to be around it's so People still love these shows because soaps are addicting. The formula is addictive. Well, they are. It's like, like, like I said, another world has been gone for 24 years and people still talk about it every fucking day like it's still on the air. Yep. There's money there. But I, I don't get it. But no, Hollywood wants to take bullshit like Turner and Hooch and reboot it to a TV show. What in the fuck? Oh, ABC wants to green light shows about Helen Mirren being a voice in a bobcat and all this shit. What in the fuck? I bet you them motherfuckers wish they had themselves back now with this writer strike. It's like, let's get back TV. to actual storytelling. What you do is you bring all my children back. You have Lorraine Broderick as a story consultant because she's over at Days of Our Lives, but she can still consult. It's not that hard to do. You hire a great writer in AB that ABC has contracted for other shows and you just get it going or you even hire Sally Sussman. And, yeah, and, and, and my whole thing, and, and I'm not saying that you need to rush this out. Like Casey said, Casey, like, y'all can start, do a process like, okay, I want to see financials. I want to see a six-month Bible. Let's try this, y'all. If we can do this, like, we will have some type of community property in daytime. Because y'all ain't got shit. Y'all got GH, The View, and 93 hours of GMA that nobody cares about. <laughs> right. Because they're doing the same thing. Like, has it worked out for NBC? No, it hasn't. And I'm NBC tired canceled of passions so they can put on the 103rd hour of the damn Today Show. NBC done got rid of all their soaps. They and are I'm tired of complaining moved. about this because it works. And... The model works. If you write good story, people will come. You can't tell me soaps aren't popular anymore when have... The Young and the Restless is being watched by three and a half million people still. And my my thing is like oh, you can't have, tell me that so popular even as bad as days has been they got renewed for two years. Here's what okay so in the latest rating cycle, General Hospital was preempted, so naturally the rating goes down just like every other show for that week. But General Hospital still held steady at a one point nine, even with the preemption that naturally brings its ratings down. It had a million more viewers 
than GMA3, what you need to know. A million more viewers. But yet, if you ask an ABC executive, I bet they would tell you we'd rather keep GMA3 just because of the money that it, how cheap it is, rather than a show that gets a million more viewers. And that's bad business because General Hospital, I bet, is still turning somewhat of a profit. Oh, yeah, of course. It's like you have to make money. Yes, it's cheaper to produce, but you have to make money. As Jamie Giddens always used to say on Daytime Confidential, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. General Hospital is still making the network money, I bet. GMA3, probably not, because nobody gives a shit. No, because like these news magazine shows don't mean anything anymore than they sell social media. Like, look at, look at the talk. The talk has been limping along for a decade. Limping. And they just lost their showrunner, too. They've been through 70 producers the last three years. To talk. I'm like, no direction. There's no direction whatsoever. Like, and, and, no if, and if anybody got the wherewithal, it's definitely CBS. Yeah. Like CBS, my, just give us a new soap. My, that's my last... The last 10 years, you have done every talk show imaginable, but you have never tried one new soap. What? And it's like y'all have it right there. Keep it all in the family. Why can't you go to Brad Bell? They have the Bell Dramatic Serial Company. So why can't you you go to Brad and Brad be like, you know what? I'm not going to run the show, but I know who can. Michelle Valjean. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and put together a, a show. Because why like, can't CBS air a new soap, cheap as hell to produce? You get like a few daytime vets to anchor it. You get the names for the press releases and deadline, but then you get a handful of newbies that can actually act. Let me say that. And you know what? Have Heather Tom direct the damn thing with two other directors. Have Michelle Valjean write the damn thing find a producer you know what snatch that vivian gundaker from the young and the restless she's competent she's been in soaps for a very long time she knows what she's doing and because my whole thing that's the thing what's the worst that's gonna happen okay if you fail god forbid it fails so what look look how much money abc gave katie hood and she fell flat on her fucking face. Look how much money NBC gave Megan Kelly, and she fell flat. On and they her both fucking fell face. flat on their faces in less than a year. Oh. They didn't and even make like, it a year. You can't tell me. You cannot tell me. You can't. You can't give that with soap. Yeah, and it, like you said, Tiggs, you know what? If it fails, it fails, and then we'll shut the fuck up. Right? Y'all, y'all just spent more money on bullshit over the last decade instead of a damn soap. Like y'all have spent. You they can't tell me, spend, like Drew Barrymore show. Whole, they spent the whole soap production budget on goddamn Megan fucking. Kennedy. No, they spent a whole soap opera production budget for Megan Kelly too. They spent another world. Yeah, like because you like, all them failures. You and that's you the whole all this money. That's money when we could have just had one life living and all my children on for another three years. Drew Barrymore had to go to half an hour. That's how much talk shows aren't working. Drew Barrymore oh had to go to half oh, an hour. Yeah. I noticed that the other day. I was like, damn, the show's already over. And I was like, oh, damn, oh, it's, it's only half an hour? Oh, yeah. they need to, they need she to gets, cut that. She gets 22 minutes. Oh, they need to cut that. Wow, wow that means that something's going on. 
Yeah, because it's just one of those. Like, She's an episode of The Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, because they're they're always like, oh, it's cheaper to produce, blah blah. Well, no, sweetheart. Yeah, it's cheaper to produce in that first one or two seasons. But if that show takes off, that host is going to be making way more than what a soap costs to produce. And they have to pay the guest, and she gets some really good guests because she's Hollywood royalty. And so it is not cheap, I bet, to produce that show. Because like you said, Tiggs, if it takes off, the host is going to end up with a lot of coin. That means Jennifer Hudson's going to be half hour. Sherry's going to be half hour. That's a trend. They're trying to start. Yeah. And and, and we've all seen all of the reports. Mm -hmm. Madison Avenue loves soap operas because they love the loyalty. With a, with, a, with a talk show, you're only going to tune in depending on who the guest is and what they're talking about. Mm. But God damn it, Mimo going to sit her motherfucking ass down for Victor and Nikki five days a week. Mimo going to sit her motherfucking ass down for for, for Laura, Laura Vine five days a week. Mimo going to sit down for Ridge and Brooke breaking up for the 88th time <laughs> five days a week. Mima, hell, Mima even know how to work the peacock now, so she can see what's going on with Marlene and them. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I so you can't. So when I worked like, at the bookstore, I helped a lady with her tablet, and she was like, "Well, one of the things I need help with besides reading is how to get on my peacock to watch Bowen Hope's return." I said, "Girl, I got you." Like mm-hmm. they, they know, and that's what you do. They're like, and I'm not, I'm not understanding why they're not paying attention to peacock because, like, yeah, the show is abysmal right now, but. It got renewed for two more years. It's making Peacock some type of money. So it's like Hulu, Paramount Plus. It's right there. Even if y'all don't want to put it on y'all network, you bitches have streaming services you can put it on. Y'all can do, they could, GH, for example, they could do a, a, a spinoff. They, they, they started the spinoff shit back in the day, like back in the 2006. On Soap Match, they were doing, you know, their little spin-off shows. Why did they stop doing those? They could have kept well, I mean, hell, I mean, hell, they, they did it with Port Charles, like, and they could have did it with Port Charles, like, when they decided in summer of 2003 to cancel Port Charles, they could have said, you know what, let's try something real quick. What? Let's move Port Charles exclusively to Soap Net just for six months. Let's see what happens. I guarantee you that would have bought that show another three years. Yep. But no, we but no, we got Argentinian bales. That's what we got. Which <laughs> could you have a limited series of us Sabrina, like ten episodes or eight episodes, something like that. And Alan fans would go, me included, we would go freaking nuts. Like it oh, would be even if they want to do a test run, they could do a test run. This is what they could do. Ron is good with the checkbook. They can just be like, Ron, let me holler at you, friend. We're going to do something with Hulu. I want five episodes. We're going to do it beyond Salem style. I want a five episode revisit to Pine Valley and a five episode visit to Landry using GH Studio during the dark period. I want you to do that for us just to see how the fans going to react. The fans would go bat shit fucking crazy. That's what would happen. Just just at the test run. Just like, let's see if they really give a fuck like they claim they do. And when they see that we do, we got a ball game. 
And you know what? Whichever. So yeah, do them both. Do Return to Landview and Return to Pine Valley five episodes. Whichever one ranks the highest in the streaming is the one you green light to come back full time. There yeah. Or or it could have been one of the situations they could have. Poor Charles is on this same thing when they got canceled. Poor Charles taped six months on and they were off for six months. That's why they got canceled in the summer because right before they was about to come back, mm-hmm. they canceled. So why can't y'all do that? Why can't y'all just make me 30 minutes apiece, six months of all my children, six months of one life to live? They share the same studio. Bam. It's not that fucking hard. But no, you have people, the power that be that A, don't know what the fuck they're doing, and B, don't give a fuck about soap operas. C, don't understand bills. Yeah. And there's like a story every year that fans come up with on how to reboot those shows. It's, it's like, hard. well, no, we, we, what, what we get, we get Eddie Main living with Sonny and Nina and Nathan Barney skinning and grinning on the Twitter. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I don't understand why it hasn't been done because it's like all of these people are watching soaps and it's like the only difference between the young and the restless and succession is that the young and the restless airs five days a week and has for 50 years it's like i just i don't understand why soaps are still so treated so bad and still get nothing it's ridiculous (sighs) Anyway, Tiggs, where can our listeners find you on Twitter, my dear? The Ben Master Part 2, trying to, you know, get through the last month of YNR. And a little commentary about early ball. Like I said, because <laughs> new bold days and Jay can kiss my ass. Okay. Um, Rodrigo, what about you, my dear? You can find me at Rodrigo's World 81. Wonderful. And Alan, where can they find you? And also, what was your column about from this past week so they can read it? I can call me Alan Sarappa, and it was the media reporter for Soaps. There Alan, you nice. do There's some good do stuff such a good job mm-hmm. with that column. Baby, I like, no, 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 Alan, like, this should really be a career for you. Like, Alan, you know how to write. You know how to articulate. Like, I literally hear your voice when I'm reading that copy. You do and he's such funny. a great copy. And you're funny. Like, Alan, I really would even consider going back to school for it. Like, you're really good. Really good. Yeah, he's good. Um, oh, Everybody, go read it. You'll have a great time. And then you can follow me on Twitter, underscore case 1999. And you can follow our show on Twitter at the chat underscore podcast. You can also follow us or like us on Facebook at the chat show podcast. And we will be back next week with the top five that all of you awesome listeners voted on. So stay tuned. Casey, you kill me with that new Twitter name. That should sound like some old generic ass AOL 
log is Well, because I'm always on the like, Rodrigo, or Rodrigo's thighs. Don't, don't y'all just hear the dial up in that? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Go to bed. It sounds it like, sound like Casey was in the chat room talking to old dirty men. <laughs> The only old dirty man I talk to is you. So mind your business. Good night, you all. Bye. I'm gonna let you have it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>